From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. I hope you're having a lovely Monday morning, albeit it's a little bit foggy out there. So I hope you're uh, hope you're staying nice and uh, nice and warm, nice and secure. It's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a peace super. There's no doubt about that. Newcastle superstar Caelan Ponga is set to be ruled out for the remainder of the season after suffering his third concussion in six weeks on Friday night. The Newcastle Knights have a very unhappy history when it comes to dealing with concussions. It goes way back to Richie Fayoso. We even know that uh, our regular Friday correspondent, Mark Glanville, has uh, has got some issues that he deals with uh, on a daily basis. Join me on the line now to uh, go back into history a little bit and, uh, and work out where we are today. It is Robert Dillon from the Newcastle Herald. Good morning and welcome, Bobby. How are you, Tracy? I'm good, thank you. I can't believe that we're back having this conversation again in light of everything that's gone on, everything that we know about CTE, in particular coming out of uh, out of the US. Are you surprised that we're back where we are again with Kaylin? Oh, not really, because, I mean, just the nature of rugby league, um, you know, I think this is going to continue to be an issue in the game, um, you know, while ever it's played, that... Um, people are now going to start becoming more and more regularly um, forced to retire early and that sort of stuff. And I'm not saying that will happen with Kalen. Mm. Um, you know, uh, it seems a bit sort of random and luck of the draw or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think the very nature of rugby league, there are going to be, in every single game, there are going to be people getting head knocks and concussions and some of them will recover and... Um, you know, enjoy long careers and some of them are going to get, unfortunately, forced to retire early. What are you hearing about uh, about Kalen? Uh, I mean, I've been having this conversation with Barry Tui for probably, uh, oh, I reckon, at least half the season now. We've been talking about Kalen and these head knocks and, uh, you know, the fact that he's had three, um, the most recent three, um, you know, it, it has been a, a cause for concern already um and obviously it's it's really becoming a concern now that you know it was basically a, a tap on the shoulder and he was he was knocked out cold what are you hearing oh i haven't heard the latest but i assume he's booking in to see um professor chris levi i would imagine you know today or early this week um and chris levi is obviously a you know world-renowned neurologist and um one of the best in his field and you know, I guess it will come down to how um, Chris feels um, Kalen is sort of travelling and whether it's um, appropriate to take some time out. You know, the, the thing is that the previous four times this year that Kalen's had a head knock, um, he's passed all the protocols and been cleared to play. So the thing is... Um, you know, no matter how expert these neurologists are and everything, it's such a grey area. Mm. Um, they can think that a player is fine to continue, as we saw at the Roosters with people like Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend, and, you know, they were given time out and then they brought them back, and you just don't know when you're going to get another concussion and how it's going to sort of impact on that particular person. 
Now you tell uh, you tell the story in a, a great op-ed that you've got this morning in the Newcastle Herald about uh, the time that you were at Brookvale Oval in uh, in 2011 and uh, Richie Fayoso, God bless his soul, um, he uh, he reeled out of an attempted tackle and uh, you know he, he obviously was was concussed and he, he fell all over the place and that's something that we we you know we know now that that is one of the signs of, of concussion. Tell that story. Well, that was um, 2011, and the thing was that, um, you know, the news had already sort of leaked out of America that there was issues with concussion in NFL players, that Dr. Bennett Amalu, who they made the movie about him, um, that had sort of filtered back from America, and in the NRL it was starting to become an issue, and uh, people were concerned about it. Anyway, Richie Fioso got um, basically knocked out trying to make a tackle. Um, he tried to get up several times and fell over. And the Knights coach at the time, Rick Stone, sent the trainers out. They kind of got Richie up. Um, you know, I don't know if they had the smelling salts or whatever in those days, but they um, basically, you know, um, allowed him to play on and... He was then replaced later in that half, but came back in the second half. And uh, Stoney admitted after the game, oh, look, you know, Richie, uh, he looks a bit untidy when he gets knocked out. But, um, you know, he normally comes too pretty well, and I didn't want to waste an interchange. Oh. Anyway, that that was basically the incident. There was such an uproar about that incident that um, the NRL changed the protocols and basically made it mandatory for concussed players to be taken off the field. So, you know, right from the get-go, basically, the Newcastle Knights have been at the forefront of this whole concussion issue because that Richie Fioso incident that day, that was like the catalyst that made the NRL start to take concussion seriously and tighten the protocols. So, you know, as, as I wrote in my column, it was a different coach, it was different management, um, but the thing is, it's the same club, the same jersey, the same badge on the jumper. Mm. And, you know, it's been a recurring issue now for 11 years. Uh, not not just Richie Fayoso, but there's also been others along the line. Um, you know, James McManus was a very um, famous sort of example. Um, there have been others like Sione Matautia, um had career-threatening concussions, ended up going to play in England. Tim Glasby got forced to retire. There were other players there, like Matt Hilda, had a bad um, run of concussions. So, yeah, um, and I'm sure if you went to every club, there are probably players that um, have had concussion issues and maybe been forced out of the game. But, yeah, I don't think there'd be many clubs that would have had kind of the worst history of it than Newcastle. No, we really don't. And and it doesn't appear that we are learning either, does it, um, Rob? You know, you, as you said, you go back to Ricky Fayoso, you go to uh, to James McManus, you now go to Caelan Ponga. I mean, you know, we even, as I said at the outset, you know, you even go back to uh, to MG and MG has regular scans. You know, MG knows that he's he's got some CTE issues, even though you can't identify it until until after death. You know, he knows that he has some issues already. We know Turvey, um, you know, one of the greatest halfbacks ever to play this game. Um, you know, we know that uh, the Steve Mortimer is now in an aged care facility with dementia. The warnings are there, but we, we as a, a, the red and blue don't seem to take it seriously. Well, I don't know. I, I wouldn't 
go that far as to say they're not taking it seriously. I, I think, um, you know, in the case of Kalen, they've been guided by the medical advice. Um, and if he's passed the protocols mm. and he feels fine, I, I suppose their attitude is, well, um, you know, why wouldn't we pick mm. him? But I guess the other way to look at it is, you know, the Roosters have kind of been um, hailed as a bit of a... Um, you know, a benchmark club in terms of their handling of concussions. That, in a way, they've almost gone above and beyond the protocols. They've they've um, taken their players and rested them probably for longer than they had to. Um, and I suppose the thing with Kalen is that you know they only these things only seem to be minor incidents. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's been knocked out cold on the field and had to be taken off the field on a stretch or anything like that. Um, now, they're but, innocuous hits, aren't they, a lot of them? Well, they seem to be. Um, but, you know, the anecdotal evidence is that these smaller hits become cumulative mm. and eventually, you know, you're more susceptible to getting a, a bad one. I'm pretty sure that's what happened with James McManus. He mm. had a series of smaller concussions that um, basically he played on or he played the next week and then eventually got to the point where he had a, a really bad knock, and that basically ended his career. And, um, you know, he's got life, life-changing life consequences he's dealing with at the moment. Um, so, yeah. It's a it's tough a, one. It, oh, it's a terrible one mm. because, like, you know, if you've got a broken leg or, you know, you've done your shoulder or you've sprained an ankle or whatever, you know, they can see it and they know what they're dealing with, but... Even the um, expert neurologists there, you know, I, I don't think they can really determine how bad someone's been affected by a concussion until they're actually dead mm-hmm. and they do an autopsy and look at their brain. So, um, yeah, it's a very uh, grey area, unfortunately. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, this is a, a, a question for for those uh smarter and higher up than uh, than you and I but you know are, are those HAA protocols are what we're testing enough is is it strong enough to uh, you know if Kaylin's passing all of these then what's going on you know it does it does lead to that next question doesn't it as to what our HAA protocols need to be well I've, I've said for quite a while now and, and wondered why they don't do it you know I just don't get why the NRL don't bring in a mandatory um, sort of stand down period if, if you suffer a head knock in a game and you're not allowed back on the field in other words they've ruled that you're concussed why they don't have to sit out at mm. least one week or two weeks or something like that you know if you're a boxer and you get knocked out I, th- I think there's some sort of like time frame of three months or something like that before you're allowed to you know get back in the ring um, I'm pretty sure rugby union and sports like that even mm. at amateur level have kind of mandatory um, two-week stand-downs. And it would just make sense, you know, that they should be erring on the side of caution um, because at the end of the day, you know, someone can get concussed and then the next day they're feeling fine um, Mm. and they go and do uh, whatever the protocols involve. You know, I assume it's things like um, how do you feel? Um, Are you sleeping well? Are you getting headaches? Um, is sensitive to bright lights or whatever, and if the player's answering all them positively, then, um, you know, they're kind of cleared to play pretty mm. quickly, but I don't see why why they couldn't bring in a rule and say, if you get knocked out of a game or, or concussed and not allowed to return to a game, 
you have to have at least one game or two games even out of action just to, just to be on the safe side, basically. I agree with you there. It, it makes perfect sense. And it's sad that it takes a, a such a high-profile person like Kaylin to uh, to bring this back into the spotlight again. It's it's really sad because God knows how many of our uh, of the others are out there wandering around with uh, with the same thing. But because Kaylin is who he is, it, it puts a focus on it once again, which is a good and a bad thing, I suppose. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there've been some really good players lately. Forster retire, like Boyd Cordner and Jake Friend, both played for Australia. Tim Glasby played for Queensland. Um, but if Caelan Ponga was, you know, touch wood, this isn't the case, and it's obviously the worst-case scenario, mm. but just say he was forced to retire early because of concussion, what a terrible look that is for rugby league mm. when, you know, so many kids idolise him um, and want to be like Caelan Ponga, and if his career is cut short, you know, what sort of advertisement is that for the game that, you know, you can dream of becoming a rugby league player and that's what's going to happen to you. You're going to end up with, you know, um, cognitive um, problems for the rest of your life. That, you know, and in a, in a way it's kind of, um, you know, it does highlight better than anything the, the dilemma the NRL's facing because he's probably the most high-profile player I can think of that's, that's sort of dealing with these mm. issues at the moment. It is. Uh, it's not going to make mums want to send their send young Johnny or, or young Julie out to play football, is it? It's not going to. It's not going to be a good good look on our game. But um, I mean, look from a personal perspective, I really hope uh, all the best for Kaylin. But uh, I also hope that it changes the way the NRL do things and that they do look to uh, to you know mandatory stand down periods for uh, for concussion because it's uh, it's the I've been saying this for the same as you for probably about the last ten years that that CTE is the next big thing to hit rugby league. And it's here and it's happening and it's uh, it's quite tragic. Thanks so much for your time, Bobby. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, Tracy. Have a good day. You too. Stay safe. Yeah, cheers. See you. That is uh, Robert Dillon from the Newcastle Herald. And if you want to see that full op-ed that uh, that Bobby wrote this morning, it is uh, it's quite exceptional and uh, it's not about shutting down the game. I, uh, I'm as big a rugby league supporter as uh, as is out there, but we've got to make the game safe. That's uh, That's got to be the priority. The players are what it's all about, and if we're injuring our players, something's got to be done. Newcastle in the Morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you, the local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no-nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the Morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.